Hey guys, it's Trisha Carr. I have new exciting things going on with my Mystic Arts Academy. You can now subscribe to receive all of the live monthly content for about a third of the investment of a single class. Included are at least one downloadable guided meditation per month, two live events ranging from classes, channeled messages, group readings, intuitive development guidance, Q&A sessions, and tons of community. You'll also have access to a private Facebook community for fellowship and support, and this space is kept super sacred and high vibrational. Your subscription gives you access to the whole library of classes and live events, which are on a vast array of topics. All events are offered online by Zoom video call, and many are also offered live in person at my studio here in Los Angeles. Subscribing to the Mystic Arts Academy is also a way for you to support the Charmed Life podcast and engage on a deeper level. I'm offering the subscription at a super low rate of $22 a month. Joining now locks in this rate for as long as you're subscribed. Click on the description of this episode or go to my website, trishacarcharm.com, and click on Mystic Arts Academy. I look forward to connecting. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Charmed Life. I am your host, Trisha Carr. This podcast can be found on any podcast outlet as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash Trisha Carr. You can find the links to all of that in the description. And this podcast is all about magic, unity, universal love, spirituality, intuitive abilities, and um, consciousness expansion. I am a clinical hypnotherapist, an intuitive, a multidimensional medium, and an animal telepath, and kind of encompassing all of that is I'm a spiritual teacher. And this episode is has one of my dearest, sweetest friends, as I guess a lot of my episodes do have. And she is here to talk to us about so many really interesting topics that have to do with the physical body and the mind-body-spirit connection. Her name is Nicole Powers. She's a healing artist and intuitive guide, and she lives in Oklahoma. So she's my former neighbor, not literally, I mean... I'm from Texas. She's from the neighboring state. So Nicole has a lifelong passion of helping people connect with their mind, body, and spirit. And this led her to become a talented, intuitive life coach. She's a spiritual teacher and also an intuitive reader. And she's a massage therapist. And I just love one of the phrases that she says. I heard it when she was on on this show uh, a while ago, over a year ago. I'm not really sure when it is. I'll have to look at the archive. And you know what, I will, and and we'll look at the archive, and if you're interested in the previous episode that featured Nicole Powers, you'll find that in the description here, too. But she says that your issues are in your tissues. Man, I would love to get a daily massage from Nicole Powers, (laughs) because she's an intuitive body worker. It's so beautiful. She's also certified as a massage therapist and a certified ultimate energetics practitioner, which I don't know exactly what that's about, but it sounds ultimate, and I'm going to look into it. (laughs) So it's been for over 10 years that Nicole has been helping clients identify stress, pain, and anxiety, and how to create a holistic plan to resolve balance and serenity to every part of their life. Lives. And I, 
I'm really excited about this program that she's going to tell us all about. It's a short little workshop. It's a two-day workshop, I should say that, as opposed to a program. It's a really catalyzing workshop called Intuitive Body Scan. So she'll talk a little bit about that, give a lot of tips about how to enhance your connection with your mind, your body, and your spirit. Meditation we talk about. And we also talk about community, spiritual community, how important that is. Now, by watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, you are engaging in community even if it's just with you and me. And thank you so much. Oh, how my heart just expands to feel you connecting with this. And I am a big proponent of having more of your spiritual tribe, having many, many people around you who are going through this journey in a similar yet unique, like you are, manner. And that helps us to really connect with more of what is truly authentically ourselves. And so we do talk about the Lightworkers Lab, which is an online spiritual community founded by my best friend, Crystal Ann Compton, who's an intuitive channel, and also my business partner. We run many uh, intuitive development programs together, one of which we tease in this episode is coming up pretty soon, but we'll get more into that in the next few episodes probably. And that you can find the Lightworkers Lab on Facebook as a group. I highly, deeply, strongly recommend that you go find it. It is so, so many free resources, people going up live in the group every single day to offer support, to demonstrate their gifts, to um, teach, and to offer readings. Really, it's a fantastic place. And for people to be able to express themselves and ask questions as it concerns spiritual uh, growth and personal growth and development and, you know, metaphysics and all of the kooky stuff that you might be into if you're attracted to this podcast. So go find the Lightworkers Lab. You'll find a link for that in the description as well. And with that, I present to you the lovely, the beautiful Miss Nicole Powers. Well, Nicole, the lovely, amazing Nicole Powers, so powerful. How great is it to have the name Powers? It's really awesome, actually. I love it. <laughs> and then Nicole means victorious one or something like that. Is that right? It means victory of the people. And yeah. My goodness. So it's, a, it's a big deal to live up to. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're you like called in to be like the next Joan of Arc or something. <laughs> Hopefully not as bloody. <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little gentler. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Nicole, uh, it's been a while since you've been on the show, and I'm so excited to have you back. But, you know, if you guys haven't connected with Nicole before on this program, it, it's like two years ago, right? Was it two years ago? I haven't been that long. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, but I lose track of time. Yeah, so. <laughs> we, live, we live in 5D fluidity of time. <laughs> so let, <laughs> let the Charmed Life audience get into the gorgeous energy besides seeing your face you have to watch the video if you're listening to the podcast because her your face just beams so much uh just life and love and you got those doll eyes <laughs> i'm gonna fawn over you make you blush because you just are so beautiful and so much energy comes out of your face so tell everyone about i don't know your journey and the work that you're doing right now Thank you. Thank you for that compliment. Um, my face often gets me in trouble. So it's <laughs> nice when the positive side, when I'm really excited and happy shows, because everything else shows too. Um, so I, hi, Charmed Life crew and people. I have been, you know, working in personal development and self-care. 
I started in massage therapy because I have a heart for people and I love, I have a heart of service. And so I love people. I love service and everything that I've ever wanted to do had to do with helping someone have a better life, feel better, Mm -hmm. less pain, more freedom, more joyful experience. And that's transitioned into then doing energy work and coaching and intuitive readings. And so everything I do is really, I just want to shower people with love Mm -hmm. and help them to be their best selves. And I learned starting in massage therapy that I'm really good at helping people with their body and Mm -hmm. feeling more comfortable in their body, um, more pain-free, but I discovered it wasn't enough because my clients were still in pain after coming to see me. And I, I started learning that there is more to your physical pain than meets the eye. Mm-hmm. And so I got really curious about what else causes such pain. And shortly after I started getting curious, I found myself in a really deep depression. Mm. And it was one of those dark nights of the soul. Um, and I did a lot of my own soul searching and was starting to connect a lot of dots coming out of that, how my body reflects what's happening inside me. So emotionally, my body presents and I call it issues in your tissues. So mm-hmm. my body is a map of what's really going on on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. And I started doing my own inner work. And I noticed that by doing my own inner work, my physical body feels better. <laughs> and so I wanted to give that to my clients. So I started learning other modalities and, um, and empowerment coaching. I've always been the person that people come to for advice, even though half the time I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, people come and, and ask me for advice and I can always see someone else's issue way more clearly than mm-hmm. I can see my own. I think a lot of us light workers are that way. Yeah. And a lot of people are just that way. Mm-hmm. And so I started wondering how could I um, bring that into a massage space? And, but most people, And I was taught in massage school not to talk during a a therapy, during a massage therapy session to let Mm -hmm. the, you know, the client relax and rest and be quiet. But a lot of my clients like to talk on the table. Mm. And so there was always kind of this like tug of war of, do I let them process because they need to, Mm -hmm. or do I do the things I was taught in school, like direct them back to their breath and get them to settle in. And so I, I just really decided I wanted to expand my business. And so for the last two or three years, I've been really on this journey of addressing not just the body, but body, mind, spirit. And because I had such good results from doing that for myself. And so now I pass that on to my clients and um, it's been a really, really fun ride. I'm learning so much about me and about my clients. And I feel like when we bring it all together, it really is more powerful than addressing just one portion of the life, which we seem to compartmentalize our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's great if we're filling all those buckets. But a lot of times we're really hyper-focused on one aspect and letting the other two kind of fall to the side. So mm-hmm. that's what I do in a nutshell. And you, so you work, obviously you still do massage therapy. So tell us how your your sessions work. Because I know you also do intuitive uh, reading and and counseling empowerment coaching and so that if, kind of fortunately since we're all in quarantine right now is not necessarily yeah. done in person with touch but sometimes so tell us how your your the different kinds of work you know walk us through sessions and the offerings that you have sure 
So I have traditional massage therapy, which of course I have not figured out how to do long distance. But then I offer, um, I offer energetic healings, which can be done remotely. And that's more of a um, guided meditation experience that actually works with the energy body. So I take you through a meditative process, but while you're in a deep meditation, I'm also doing energetic adjustment Mm -hmm. from my end. Mm -hmm. And we do those through video calls. I do classic intuitive readings where I just channel, bring through whatever spirit has, whatever questions somebody has, we just break it down. And then I also do empowerment coaching, which is more of a commitment type relationship. And so with my coaching programs, someone really has to want to do the inner work. Um, It's not a quick fix. And it's definitely a commitment in time and in resources financially. And those people, you know, I really work one-on-one almost on a daily basis with most of my coaching clients Mm -hmm. so that they can really get on top of something that maybe, you know, hasn't really been going very well. I felt the collective audience ears kind of stand on end when you were talking about doing the, the energy coaching or the energy healing and you know, I know that when we work one-on-one with with clients, then people take those skills away for themselves. So I imagine this is already what you do in your own practice, for your personal practice, is that you do your own energy healing. And so how can people take some of what it, what, what you do in sessions and uh, apply it to their personal facilitating and their personal practice? Yeah. So hopefully when you have a session, you're really present to mm-hmm. the experience that's happening. And mm-hmm. so a lot of times people aren't necessarily taking mental notes of like, this is what Nicole's walking me through and this is her process. They're just present to their own experience and whatever wants to unfold in that session. So away from a one-on-one session, I, I just think it's play. It's mm-hmm. kind of taking what you experienced and trying to reproduce it, but also giving a lot of space to, it's not going to look exactly the same. Um, you know, the everyday person isn't trained in all the chakras and all the chi and the you know chinese medicine and the the meditation practices but they know what they felt they know what they sensed and they get homework so every person that i have an energetic session with lots of things come through and things that need adjusting and i send them away with homework and so really their process is doing the homework on a daily basis which can look like mantras diet Mm -hmm. changes Um, It can look like different types of meditation. There's a lot of different things that they may, you know, walk away with color therapy. um, And then just to practice that and then to play with in their own meditation practice, some aspect of the session that they found really soothing or healing or fun and trying to recreate it for themselves, but without the pressure of like having to know what to do, Mm -hmm. just playing with it. Mm-hmm. Play. That was what I heard right. <laughs> right from the beginning, too. I think that's such a helpful guidance as we're doing our personal development, our meditation, whatever, you know, where we're actually doing the the deeper work and the healing on ourselves is to have that positive, that unconditional positive regard for ourselves and to have the play and curious energy so that we can, you know, we feel lightened up from it. It also puts us in the masterful position so that we don't, we are what we say in like NLP and other kinds of those modalities is that we're consciously disassociated from the problem, meaning that we aren't vibrating on the frequency of it, as we would say in, in like metaphysics, we want to actually identify it and consciously dissociate from it. So, and then, so we can make it a, you know, play and make it light and make it easy. 
that that makes our energy more open to receive the healing and the understanding, the learning about whatever the issue is. Yeah. And I think it's important too, that people realize that they're not me. Mm -hmm. So what I do, you know, sometimes clients will reach back out to me and say like, how did you do this part or what questions? Cause a lot of times I feel intuitively led to ask them to ask their inner selves certain questions. Mm -hmm. And they'll say like, well, what, you know, what's your kind of like, they don't use the word formula, but what I hear is like, what's your formula for how do you know what to ask and when, Mm -hmm. and there's really not one. And so, but that's, most people want to do X plus Y equals Z. Well, that's because that's how we're conditioned. And like, that's, that's the grand illusion that we are told if you go through K, K through 12 plus the other four, then, you know, they'll give you your job and your house. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Yeah. Yeah. And a big part of my story um, is that I did all those things. Mm -hmm. You know, I checked all the boxes. I made really good grades all, and I got to college and I was the first person in my family to graduate with a college degree. And I got the house and the car and the perfect guy. And then I was still really unhappy wow. and I was wondering like, why did I do all of this? Mm. If this is like, it's like, that's it. Like, this is what I've worked my entire life for. And so today I hope that what I'm giving my clients is permission to choose a life that fits them rather than a life that they believe they're supposed to have because that's what they've been taught or conditioned mm-hmm. or because it's what was expected of them or because they want the results that they hear. Like, if you do this, then this will happen for mm-hmm. you. Um, because it is just such an illusion. And it's such a, it's such a setup mm-hmm. for disappointment. Yeah. And I read an amazing book um, years after I had started kind of coming out of my depression. And I'd learned a lot of this. But I, I thought that my experience was unique. And it's not. Um, <laughs> I read a book by Sean Aker. And he worked really hard to get to Harvard. And once he got to Harvard, he was so depressed and he found that many people on the campus of Harvard mm. are very depressed wow. because they work their entire lives to be the best of the best and get there. And then they're just a white dot on a white wall, yeah. you know, and it's so, <laughs> it's so soul crushing <laughs> to have put in so much energy and then not get the result you were hoping for. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens in a lot of systems, not just like yeah. school and life, but in religion, like if I do these things, then God will grant me this. And, you know, if I'm a good girl, then this happens, but maybe the good girl didn't have a lot of fun and she's still feeling like, where's God? Like, mm-hmm. when am I, when are my gifts showing up? And so today I'm just like, just play and have fun and find a life that actually fits you um, rather than a life that was supposed to work out. Yeah. There's just no supposed to. Right. And I actually didn't know that part of your story in that way where I said, you know, you'll get your perfect life if you just follow the instructions. And I haven't heard you say that part of your story before, that you you did do it and you got, you know, and you won. I This is winning? <laughs> Doesn't feel yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah. And that was part of, I went, I went to massage therapy college after I already had a BFA, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bachelor's degree. And so... I was in a job that was just okay. And I was thinking to myself, like, what else could I do on the side? Because I I have a degree in theater. Mm -hmm. And so I wasn't making a lot of money living in Oklahoma with a theater degree. You don't, don't make a lot of money. Really? I I needed like, 
I tell you I what, wanna... you don't make a lot of money in Los Angeles with those either. Okay, <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> generally speaking, I'm just being yeah. funny. Some people do. <laughs> Yeah. So I was like, what could I do on the side? You know, what could I do to support my creative habit? Um, and I didn't want to wait tables. You know, I kind of ran through the things of like, what could I do? And I want at the same time, I really wanted to get a massage. And I was trying to calculate mm. how much time would it take for me to save up to be able to afford a massage? And I'm like, you know, I wonder if they make any money. I wonder if, I, you know, it's a flexible schedule. Could I do that? And on a whim, I went to massage therapy school and it became like, this is my calling. Mm. I mean, I was like, what did I do four years? Of, and it was really five years of college. Took me six because I took some time off, but mm -hmm. five years of, of being there on campus. And I'm like, I spent so much money, so much time, so much effort. Mm -hmm. My massage degree took me less than six months. I paid for it out of pocket. Like, And so the things that the world teaches us spend you know, $30,000 no. in five years mm -hmm. to get this great career. It's just not true. It's just not true. And I'm living proof of that. <laughs> so, my my yeah. husband has really works on his bitterness. <laughs> I don't want to say he has bitterness about, about that, about the, because he is a composer and he went to, he had his undergrad and he got a master's and was encouraged to do even more and encouraged to take out loans because it's like the holy grail of education for whatever at any cost. And it was like a certain point of the way through when he was like, wait a minute, after I do this, then I have to really start to try to, you know what I mean? Then it's like, I don't just have a career and, and the careers and the path of a person who's a musician, whatever that will be, is not an instant, not not a clear way to start paying back that debt. Now, it's different if it's like for doctors or dentistry or lawyers, because you do enter into a higher paid situation. If you do it, you know what I mean? Like you can start to pay it back. You can start to outrun it. But there's there was no logic in that. No one told him that as a kid, you start at 18. You you don't you just do what your parents tell you yeah. to do still. Yeah. So, yeah, it's this it's an unfortunate formula that is that we are and compelled to follow to be good girls or boys. And it just doesn't always work. And I, But I feel like we're getting more flexible. I feel like the generation of young people who have come in are forcing that on the society, forcing the system to break and for them to be recognized and for alternative considerations to be in education. There's like online charter schools and way, way less traditional stuff than it used to be, at least yeah, starting to become less. available. Yeah, and I think it's just going to continue to evolve because mm -hmm. even my the generation before me, you know, I have a I have an uncle who has very um, severe dyslexia and ADHD, and they didn't know how to teach him. Yeah. And then my generation, they learned how to teach those kind of kids that had learning. I don't even want to say the word limitations, but yeah. you know, they learn differently. Mm -hmm. And then you know, with the generation below me, they're they're, I mean, they are making their own path. Yeah. I'm really, the millennials get a lot of flack, but I am so proud of how they're just like, we don't have to follow the rules. Yeah. You know, we can figure this out, how to do this a different way. That's more, that's actually more loving and more fun. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, I want a little bit of that. I, I agree. And I, you know, I'm right here in the middle, like a Gen Xer, where we're like learning to, I mean, are you, I guess you're, are you kind of Gen X and are you in that range? I'm right. On the, I'm like in the years where they don't yeah. know what to call us. Yeah. So they've tried on different names, but I'm right in the middle. You're like very young for a Gen X because I'm even on yeah. the young side of Gen Xers, but you know, maybe you are identifying with that 
culture a little bit more, you know, the elders, the elder of, of your, you know, contemporaries. And it's like the, I think there's this, we're, we're the smaller set of this population, the gener generation X, I think is, I'm random, I don't know for sure. I think it's about 44 million or billion, <laughs> million in the, in the US. And then in, and yeah, in, not 44 billion, we don't even have that many on the planet. I tell you, like time escaping me, so do numbers. I know. Oh my God, <laughs> we only have like 7.5 billion on the planet. Okay. <laughs> Get it together. I swear the blonde hair, it's sometimes, it's it's a heavy burden. <laughs> no, okay. All right. So about 44 million um, Generation Xers in the US, I think that's what it is. And then, but there's like 70 plus on either side of the millennials and the baby boomers. Of course, the boomers are the elders. So they're, you know, diminishing because life you know, expectancy and everything, they're passing away. But we're still right in there in the middle. And But there's like wisdom from one side and there's innovation from the other. And we need both. Yes, <laughs> and I think the, the middle both. child is like, hey, you guys, you got some good ideas and you got some good ideas. Can we play? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, you have an exciting program coming up, which is, I think, Mary's what you've already been telling us about your practice. It's a, a two-day workshop on body scans. I'm going to let you take it away and tell a little bit about this. Tell us about the dates and the times and how and all of that, which of course we will put the link in the description. Take it away. Tell us about body scans. Yeah. So it's called, the class is called Intuitive Body Scans, Harmonizing Mind, Body, and Spirit. So it's exactly the kind of work that I've been doing, that I love doing, um, and the workshop is going to take place in May on May 30th and 31st, which is a Saturday and a Sunday. And it's going to be anywhere from an hour, two hours each day. We're going to start at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on those days. And I'm going to be teaching people just what you asked me in the beginning about what do they do for themselves in between sessions? What, how can they use this practice in their life? I'm going to be teaching people how to do a physical body scan of their physical body and what a body scan is is just really taking like a physical inventory mm. what's going on with me just taking a look with your imaginal mind or going within to feel and sense what your body is what the current state of your body is and then also your energetic system so your aura and your chakra and your chi and we're going to talk about meridians we're just going to talk about a bunch of fun things that i've learned over the years um of how to do your own practice at home, how to do your own practice. And the thing about the body scan classes, there's no, it fits right in with what we've already been talking about. There's no right or wrong way to do it. There is no formula. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a very unique experience for every person that takes the workshop. And day two is going to be really fun because we get to practice with each other mm. and, you know, explore a little bit and, and just tweak the skills. Because for me, I love to teach, but um, I really love to to coach and to mold and to shape mm -hmm. because it's easy to listen to a class and still walk away going like, yeah, but how do I do it? Mm -hmm. And I don't want anybody walking away, but how do I do this now? Um, so we're going to have some practice time and, and really get in there and have some fun. So what about the folks who say, I can't see visions I can't see in my mind's eye I don't see pictures in my mind and so this wouldn't be for me because we I'm sure we both get that I do and I, you know I'm a clinical hypnotherapist so I know and I've been a meditation teacher for a long time what do you say to them 
So I say that just like in your physical body, Mm -hmm. you have five senses, Mm -hmm. touch, taste, smell, um, hearing, right? And then sight. So Mm -hmm. that you have all five. And even in your physical body, some of us have strengths and weaknesses. Like I have a terrible physical nose. Like I cannot smell anything. So if you're really stinky, I'm a good person to be around because I can't smell you. <laughs> I got um, all of your sense of smell. We were standing in line yeah. and I, I got in line twice. Oh, <laughs> my sister. Yeah. yeah, I missed the boat on that one. <laughs> um, but I have a really good sense of hearing. I can, mm-hmm. and I, and co- like color, I can see color really well. Like mm-hmm. there's a really, my eyes, I, I could take, I don't know. Anyway, I'm really good with color and with, with hearing, but then in your, in your spiritual senses, you actually have all those five mm-hmm. plus them. Mm-hmm. And so, and my spiritual senses actually don't always align up. Like my spiritual sense of smell is pretty good. I know. Isn't that um, weird? I'm the same way my my clairvoyance, my spiritual seeing is really good. But I was actually mostly blind for a lot of my life. So I don't prioritize that in my, my physical senses. That's interesting. I haven't talked to someone about that very much. I find that fascinating. Yeah, I do find that I haven't either. That is really fascinating. <laughs> So we have to figure out how do you work in, in the non-physical, mm-hmm. even though we're talking about the body, which is, is very 3D and very physical, but how do you go into your own body and view it through all of your senses? Mm-hmm. How do you sense your body? How do you listen to your body? Mm-hmm. What does that look like for you? Or is it possible? Mm-hmm. How do you visualize your body? Because you're not actually, body scanning isn't about like, here's my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I noticed that I have these things. It's more about seeing your hand without seeing your hand, mm-hmm. sensing your hand. How do I feel in my body? Um, people are going to experience a, a multitude of things. So for me, when I feel because I'm, I'm Claire sentient. So I feel other people's physical pain, which mm-hmm. I've done all along, didn't know that I was doing it. Um, mm-hmm. and I didn't actually know for a long time, I was a massage therapist for probably seven years before I started realizing, Oh, there's a reason that I'm really good at this. There's a reason yeah. my clients will always say like, I didn't even know I was hurting there, but yeah. I knew they were. Mm-hmm. And I didn't connect the dots that I was, that my own body's like a tuning fork to theirs. Mm-hmm. And so you'll, people sense their, their physical bodies different ways. And what I think is going to be really cool is people are going to have some aha moments of like, yeah, I don't visualize, but I noticed that this really interesting thing happens when I do a scan. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also going to be part of the challenge um, of the practice of body scanning is to not have expectations. Yeah. So body scanning not only is good for your physical health, but it's good for your mind because we know based on science that expectations mm-hmm. lead to anger, frustration, resentment, uh, discontent, like a lot of things that most of us don't really want in our lives. Yeah. And so this is a good way to practice learning how to manage your expectations mm-hmm. by doing a body scan practice. Well, the, I mean, I don't know about anybody listening, but would you expect to get that from a class called body scans? Maybe not. You know, I think this class is going to have a lot of surprises um, that it doesn't, I can't even begin to tell you all the things that are going to come out of it just to, you know, say like some cool stuff's going to come that you would never expect. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's that formula. I think that we, um, we kind of uncovered already 
the expectation and needing in the comparison or, or really applying something from the outside to how the experience should be on the inside. That's what we were talking about with the K through 12 plus four equals success and putting yourself into another model that's from without. And so if we can release that, I'm not clairvoyant if that's the thing that someone says release it and get in there and play again it isn't about passing a test but that's that's the that's what we have to release is that is that that um compulsion to want to be right or good or good enough you know and to get into doing this by the practice of like body scanning for the fun of it for the pleasure of it for the excitement of connecting with yourself i think that's I think that's beautiful. That's so important. We all need that. And part of the body scan process, you know, everybody who takes a class is going to walk away with a PDF that has, you know, step one, step mm -hmm. two, like, because I, even though it's going to be a lot of play and a lot of experience, there will be an actual a process as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, I think it, like we talked about the Gen X and the millennial, like we need both. We need processes mm -hmm. and we need structure. Mm -hmm. but we also need room to not cling to that structure to be able to be loose with it. And so yeah. they will get some structure, but one of the steps is not to judge what you notice. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do that. And we do it in meditation too. This is one of the things I hear the most feedback about from all of my clients, because I'm a bit of a meditation, like it will change your life. You have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, every client I work with gets meditation as homework and yep. some of them, you know, do it. But, but then they come back to me and they say, I can't do it because, and I'll hear be so like, many reasons. Well, the, it's like it. full stop. I can't done. Yeah. Because you have yeah. ultimate, you have absolute free will and you decide it. You, you made the choice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And all their reasons that they believe they can't mm -hmm. are because they think they're doing it wrong. Right. And every single thing that they consider wrong is right. It's not wrong. And so yeah. changing that thinking and that thought process of, oh, that's a part of meditation. Mm -hmm. I thought it was supposed to be this thing. Yep. It's like, no, it's all of it. Just sitting down with the intention to meditate. That's enough. Yeah. You did it. No matter what happens, yep. you did it. You know? Yes. You asked the, the conscious mind to step aside. You asked it. That's the first thing. Like you just think about it. Well, I'm not married. I only asked her out on a date. That's the first thing you do. <laughs> You know? yeah. <laughs> that's the first part of a marriage or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. you have to, you have to begin with the asking and that is a part of the whole journey of it. I, I think when I, when I, uh, finally, I say finally, cause I w had been trying to meditate for a while and had like a few blissful moments of it and was like, how do I do that? I feel like it just qu did a quantum leap, you know, of just getting the mind to be quiet. And then when I, it, it became a regular practice. I kind of didn't even know that it was meditation because I had been working with um, an energy coach and she was teaching me. I, I went to learn how to turn that empathic nature the right, right way around so that it wasn't just soaking things up without my conscious agreement to it. It was an unconscious thing. And I'm, you know, all of the, that whole deal that the, the reformed empath I was becoming. And so the very first thing that she had me do in the program was a body scan, like just literally feeling and becoming mindful of the body and just doing that for five minutes every day. And eventually I, it led me to a meditation practice and I kind of didn't know that's what I was doing. <laughs> 
And then I just started doing it because it was so wonderful and I couldn't not do it. And then eventually I was like, probably about a month in, I was like, oh, I have, I'm meditating. I have a meditation practice now. <laughs> yes. I didn't yes. have the expectations. She probably didn't say the word meditation for a while, which was very smart of her. I'm not as smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah spoiler alert yeah, if you yeah. if you do a body scan it is meditation it is but, yeah. um that's one of the things that you know we uh, we talk about in the in the sales page and the literature for like why you might want to if this if this class appeals to you mm -hmm. you go to the sales page and you check out what's going to be taught that's one of the things that one of the promises i make is that you'll come away a better meditator because it mm -hmm. is a form of meditation but most people wouldn't connect those dots unless we told them you know? Yeah. Um, and it's an easy way to do it because you are aware of your body, mm -hmm. whether you know, you're aware of it, you're living in here, this is your home. Mm -hmm. And many of us, um, especially a lot of spiritual people, we will, mm, we don't want to be in our body, mm -hmm. right? We identify so much with our spiritual being that we reject our own body. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, mm -hmm. sometimes deliberately, most of the times accidentally, but you're in here, you know, you're here with your body, whether you're engaging with it or not. And so it's actually easy to engage with the body because it's been waiting for you to do so. It's right. ready for yeah. some attention. And so it's not, um, it's not as ethereal as mm -hmm. sometimes like some other forms of meditation can feel because when you drop into your body, your body knows you're there and it's, it's going to work with you. You know what this is? bringing us back again to really the inner child because when we were told that it, that we needed to stop playing and we needed to go sit for me in the which is the the cold classroom the box for eight hours of the classroom and that that is the thing that good girls and boys do and that is more important than the wonderful blissful thing you were doing out for me in the in the the Texas fields and everything that's we're actually we're told to disidentify from what our body wanted because children are all physical energy all presence and so we're needing to bring that back which of course this is not to say all of our parents were the worst because they also have to figure out how to make us not have to you know to be able to be autonomous in this thing that we've all co-created this society <laughs> you know so we're finding that happy balance again yeah yeah. And, and then, you know, at the speaking of balance at the other end of the spectrum, some people identify so much with their physical body mm -hmm. and their physical pain that they become their pain. Yes. Very good. And so no matter which end of the spectrum you're at, whether you're disassociate, disassociating with your, from your physical body for whatever reason, mm -hmm. or you're over identifying with your physical body, body scan will hopefully have you walking towards that place of balance where yeah. I get to be spiritual and physical at the same time and in harmony with myself, you know, yeah. and it's a, it's, it is a practice. That's the thing is that yeah. after a two day workshop, are you going to master that? No, but if you will take what you're given in the two day workshop and keep working at it and keep playing with it and keep coming to the, to the table of you, you know, coming into mm -hmm. you, then after a while, it starts to become natural. It yeah. starts to become the way you live your life. And it feels like breathing. Yes. And now I can't imagine, you know, I can't imagine not, I was telling a client the other day that um, she's starting to get to a place in our coaching together where she's experiencing true serenity and contentment. Mm for the first time, maybe in her whole life. Wow. And so it feels strange to her, you know, it feels like, 
uh, is something wrong with me? Like there's like, <laughs> yeah. And so, and it's that really cool spot where the tide shifts mm -hmm. from, and I remember feeling that way myself. Like I, I grew up in chaos. So mm -hmm. that was familiar to me. Mm -hmm. It made sense to me, even though it wasn't good for me. It, it was normal. It was my normal. Mm -hmm. So then when I started coming into adulthood and realizing not everyone else is so chaotic, you know, some of them grew up in stable households and I was doing things that other adults don't do because I was still kind of doing the childhood thing of chaos. I didn't ever grow out of it. Mm -hmm. And so I started, when I started having serenity, I called it boredom. I called my own oh. coach one time and I was like, I think I'm just, something's not right. I'm just bored all the time. And she was like, Nicole, that's serenity. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I like it, but you will. Just, you know, keep going. You'll like it. And then now, you know, so serenity was foreign to mm. my chaotic, familiar system. Yeah. That I was, that my ego was like, this is not okay. Like, yeah. we don't know what serenity is. Get it out of here. Yeah. But Homeostasis is a powerful going, drive. Mm -hmm. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. The more I kept going now, when alarm bells go off, it's because I've popped out of serenity. Yeah. And so there's like a shift that happens along the way. And same thing with the body scan process. There comes a time when you embrace being connected to your body so much that you'll notice when you check out. Mm -hmm. Yes. That'll be the, the, you know, the, that'll the be the cue. Yeah. That'll be the cue. You'll, you'll catch it. Yeah. Right. Right. And so, yeah, a two day workshop, it's like a catalyst for yes. you to start you, but, but it's still, it's a practice. It is an ongoing and for it to be a practice that is about celebrating yourself. That's what, that's the best thing that it, I think that's the most beautiful, beautifully sweet experience to take away. I want to, I want to frame one last thing for folks before we conclude. And that is, you know, there are some people who are like, oh, good, practice, because I want to do the practice and I want to play. And there's some other people who are like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be put on the spot. Who are these people? But I have to say, you and I know that community and sacred space and being around those who are who are just attracted to it, man, that's powerful. So, yeah, let's talk about that a little bit so we can make sure that the folks who are like almost there, but they're they're scared of that day, too. It's like, no, no, no. The day two is the best. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm an introvert mm. and I have terrible stage fright, which mm. is part of the reason I'm not an actor because I have terrible stage fright. <laughs> uh, but so I get that, that kind of person, like, especially um, it went because, because I do have a degree in theater, which had a focus on acting. When we would do improv, I would have like the sweats and I wouldn't want to do it. And I would just freeze because I don't mind preparing for something the perfectionist in me likes to prepare a role and then and then execute it but the i wasn't in touch with that sense of play and experiment and improvise mm -hmm. no thank you <laughs> um so there's no pressure here in yeah. this class you can be a wallflower mm -hmm. you can jump right in the mix you can take it at your own pace mm -hmm. and what i've learned is by watching other people practice i learn so, so true yes yeah so even if you don't get in the hot seat mm -hmm. or, um, you know, there's going to be demonstrations and there, uh, the truth is because we've had, we've had quite a few signups already. I have a feeling this class is going to be so big that not everyone will have to practice right. or, you know, be put on the spot. They'll be, pra you'll be practicing what we're demonstrating 
on your own. And so if you need to be a wallflower, you can, mm -hmm. you know, you can take this at your own pace and you have access to the material for an entire year. Yeah. So the practice day is really going to be a, a class that even if you were there and present, it's a class you'll want to come back to mm -hmm. as your practice develops. You could go back and watch the practice day and tweak things based on what you saw demonstrated for you. Um, yeah. It's going to be a class that kind of keeps on giving. Absolutely. And, you know, the classes that we do with the Lightworkers Lab are always, you know, so much value, so much content. But I want to make a special heartfelt appeal to those of you who are listening, who are in your ascension, your awakening and feeling like I feel alone. I feel different. I am trying to make changes and live more authentically or whatever any of that is that when I work with people, one of the first things, because I tend to work with people who are in some place of their burgeoning awakening and, you know, opening their spirituality. I mean, there's all different places that, I, you know, I work with people in all different parts of their journey. But the folks that are there, which we all have been on and will be on at some other point, we're always growing, expanding. The first thing I, one of the first things I say is, well, meditation. The other thing I say is community, fellowship, because then you, you the, the two lights that come together, which there's going to be more than that, there's going to be tens and tens, that you just, by proximity to one another, you start to grow and expand. And can we, can we speak that enough, <laughs> you and me, Nicole, yeah. with our experience with it the Lightworkers Lab? Yeah completely accelerates the process because yes. when I got to the lab, I had been starting to like connect some dots for my own intuitive ability, but I wasn't even calling it that. I wasn't yeah. even, um, I was curious, like something weird's happening. Well, I don't know what it is. Like, and I was looking for answers and by being in the lab for a very short time, I got to a place where I just started like saying, I believe this yeah. or I believe that. And then it would happen. Yeah. And, you know, it feels like to me, my story feels like it happened overnight. Like my intuitive abilities turned on literally in an instant. Mm. That's how my experience of it was. But it's not that way. It's mm -hmm. never that way. But when two or more are gathered, mm -hmm. the process is amplified yes. and being in community with more and more and more there's just something in it that like it just heightens it just accelerates the process and mm -hmm. things happen instantaneously because of the intention of the teachers in the lab and the the sacred space we've we've created together like literal magic happens there yeah um and it's really amazing and then too with the with the body scanning class you know it is um it is a catalyst. It's a jumping off space. Mm -hmm. And the great news is then we also have you and, and Crystal's energy intensive coming <laughs> right behind it. And so yeah. for those class members who this yeah. lights them on fire, there's a place for them to go to deep dive yeah. into that kind of content. And for some people like, you know, this is going to be the thing mm -hmm. um, because we all work in different ways. And sometimes when you get the, the body involved, that was my portal. You know, for me, the body is how I sense psychic, psychically the strongest. Right. And so without getting my body involved, I still would be telling myself I don't have abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that. That's, you know? that's what you and I have talked about, the emotional and physical suggestibility and sexuality, which I haven't talked a lot about on this podcast, but it has to do with hypnotherapy. And that's, you're just speaking your 
physical suggestibility and your emotional sexuality. <laughs> That's the incongruent. Yeah. Because the physical suggestible brings in the information from into the physical body and you read the environment and you learn in your physical body. And that's why you're like, I don't want to improv. I want to think about it first and then release it. That's the emotional, <laughs> that's the emo <laughs> way of being, which is really cool. And so, yes, that's a, thank you for mentioning the energy intensive. That's just a teaser. We haven't formally announced it yet. So you guys stay tuned. And, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be so so powerful one thing that i asked spirit about for this one class that i taught in, the, in my mystic arts academy program um, platform i was teaching on consciousness projects meaning where people come together and they focus on something and there's this you know there's sometimes evidences there's these you know just this shift in awareness experiences in the physical world as well and so i asked about that principle of why where two or more are gathered, you know what I mean? That idea, which is we're quoting the Bible and that where two or more are gathered, I am there, meaning that God or God energy or just the I am, the one I am energy is there. And so I was like, why is that? I was just like being like a baby, you know, like curious, like why does that, what is that? And so what spirit showed me was like, Nicole, you and I connect, we're bringing our love. In order for us to bond, it's, it's love or it's the energy of connection, bonding, it's resonance. So when we bond and love and connect, then we actually create a third energy because that's a new, that's that resonant energy is a third energy. And that's the thing that is exponentially bigger because we're actually multiplying, not just mine, not just yours, but a third energy. And that actually is bigger and more reverberating because it connects to the one energy then. I love that. Makes sense, right? Like in a way you're like, it, yeah, that's what it is. I already knew. <laughs> yeah, I already yeah, it really knew. helped me. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I was taught that in mm -hmm. therapy about romantic relationships mm. that there's this exercise that we would do where you have your physical being, the other person's physical being, and then the third, the relationship you're creating yes, together. Right. And so of course that makes it makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, I just love that. The I energy really of that. relating is the energy of unity. It's really what it is. So that's why it's such, it's so reverberating and so exponentially larger is because it's just connecting to the one energy, the love that, that you know, between two seeming individuals recognizing that they're one energy then. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah and it reflects the Trinity, which I am a big yes, fan of. Absolutely. And then also, I just, as you were talking about that, I also um, wanted to go back to something you asked me earlier about people who think they can't. Mm-hmm happen clairvoyantly or have some sort of feeling like I'm blocked in this area. Um, when you do body scanning, nothing is information. So if you were to go into a body scan and literally get nothing, that mm. also mm -hmm. means something. Yeah. What's the quality so, of the nothing? That's same thing with meditation. That's something I coach folks on. They're like, I'm not getting anything perfect. What's that nothing like? Is, yeah. is the nothing black? Is it white? That's some, I mean, you know, <laughs> or whatever, whatever the quality is. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that in there because it was coming Absolutely. back like spirit's not going to let me walk out of here without saying that. Even nothing <laughs> is something. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. So what is the? I mean, the nothing, nothing like you said for you, serenity was boredom. And it's like but serenity was that there was less or there was a nothingness there. There was a void, but a void can be a fertile void, right? It can be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And people experience energy different ways mm -hmm. because I've worked with other energy healers and collaborated. And even as healers, we do things differently. Mm -hmm. You know, even though we're working with the same systems, a lot of the times, if I work with chakras, I know a lot of healers work with chakras or with chi, 
we're working with the same substance, but the way we come about it, the way that spirit indicates to us what's out of flow, what's in flow, what needs attention, what needs a little less, um, even the way that I interpret that is different than another energy healer. And mm -hmm. so for everyone who does a body scan, their nothingness is good, might mean something different yeah. than the next person's. And so it's really a, you know, it's a, it's a very curious process. It's a very, mm -hmm. so I would say if you want to be a more curious person or you're already a, a more, or you're already a curious person, this is the, a great workshop for you. If you mm -hmm. have no interest in curiosity, and you completely reject that wholeheartedly. I would say this is absolutely where you need to be. But I understand if you're not ready. Yeah, exactly. If you're not ready, that's okay too. Yeah. Well, this has been so wonderful. I'm so excited for body scans, intuitive body scans. And um, you have to come back on again real soon. I can't believe I we let so much time pass. And is there anything else? Uh, we have your information in uh, for the body scan class as well as how to reach out to you and connect with you on the work that you do. Anything else you want to say before we wrap up this amazing interview, this time that we spent together? Just thank you for having me. And as always, it's just a delight to talk about, you know, these conversations for us are gold mm -hmm. because in the normal world of earthlings, I don't get to have this deeper conversation. So for me, I'm just like, thanks for letting me, thanks for talking to me, Trisha. It's been really good. Yeah, it's a community. Again, we need it. We need yeah. the fellowship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It's uh, you, you bless me so much. And again, look at that fish. Oh, I oh. eat it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone, check out Nicole Powers and the Intuitive Body Scans class. Well, that's our episode with Nicole Powers. And before I let you go today, let me just let you know about a class that I have coming up. I actually mentioned it the last couple of episodes. And what I haven't mentioned is that it is complimentary or suggest a donation if you're so led to. And I wouldn't want you to even donate until after you participated. But it is self-hypnosis for health and happiness. I'm going to be presenting this live over the next couple of weeks on uh, two, two Tuesdays and two Thursdays. And um, it's uh, May 5th, 7th, 11th and 14th. Don't quote me on that. Check the dates in the below description of, of 2020 in case you're listening to this at another time. But it's May of 2020. And if you, you do need to register, there's a link for you to do that. Again, it's free of charge. And if you are, you know, want to donate later, that's totally fine. But no, um, no um, expectation of that. And it is a class that I am teaching. You can drop in on any of the four, or you can you can go to all four, and you can ask questions. You can have your you can ask your questions afterward, because I am actually developing this to have as an on-demand class on my own platform as well as another platform. So if you want to just drop in, you'll be able to gather a lot of information or do all of them, and then eventually you can have it available to you if you wanted to see the whole thing on demand. We'll be doing some lecture i'll be teaching you all about this and there will also be available some um hypnotic journeys uh, that i'll be guiding so it'll be really really fun and really informative so go check out the link below like i said it's complimentary and i would love to connect with you in that way it'll be so much fun and i thank you for tuning in i love you whoever you are uh -huh.